Hey everybody, welcome to Me and the World podcast where we discuss God, where we discuss how he intervenes with us as his people and how our love of God is growing, okay? Um, so welcome, welcome everybody. Um, I know, I know there's some new members who tuned in and followed and I'm so grateful. I'm so happy that God has led you or has allowed you to even press play on one of the episodes and you got to listen to it and you got interested. Praise God. Praise God. Um, okay. So I know I did not record a whole intro or anything. So let's, let's just put my intro in this and then we'll continue on from there. Me and the world. He told me, he said, trust me and just take my hands. Okay, everybody, so I am back. Um, it's been a while, it's been quite a while, and oh man, my sister is sneezing out here with the most dramatic sound she could ever make. Okay? <laughs> Not that do you do you hear that? Guys. Is it me or am I? Yeah, that's her. So anyways, I am currently battling. Okay, we're battle. We're in a battlefield with whatever sickness is in my body right now. So if my voice seems off, if anything it is like seems very odd about my voice, I am currently in battle with this sickness. Okay? Okay? It shall not have me. Amen. Oh, wow. So for the past few weeks, I've been in worldview class, and when I tell you, God has just been unraveling so much to me. Like, okay, we've learned postmodernism, secular humanism, cosmic humanism, or pantheism, pantheism, um, and we learned all of those. And in the course of me learning, you know, questions arose in my mind, and these are not questions to question my faith. Well, some of them were, to be honest. They kind of challenged my face and my faith, not my face, my faith and how I approach different things. And, you know, like, it really did challenge me. And I'm on the lookout for books by Francis Schaeffer, um, C.S. Lewis. And so I'm out here wanting more knowledge to see what the gospel is offering. And not only what the gospel is offering, but what other worldviews is offering to me, too. Because at this point... I know for 100% I'm not going to choose any other worldviews than the gospel, than the biblical worldview. Like, I know that in my heart. I know that in my mind. I know it. I'm not going to choose any other. But at the end of the day, I need to learn other people's worldviews so that I can question them on their worldviews. Just as I need to know my, I mean, not my truth, but the truth, like the actual truth. Like, I need to know my truth, the truth. Oh, Jesus, forgive me. Um, the truth so that if anybody asks and wonders why is it that we're even walking the way we're walking with Christ so that they know you know at the end of the day we look at different things to fill us you know we seek validation we seek materialism but at the end of the day what does that even mean if there's no purpose at all and as for a Christian worldview like there is a purpose you know we're walking with a goal in our minds to get like to get to be one with God 
eventually in a place where there is no sin at all where god has decided to give us an inheritance a whole inheritance so that we can dwell with him and be at peace with him and that's exactly what jesus came to do to assure us of this and to cleanse away our sins out of his love and so when people like introduce their worldview to me which is apart from the gospel apart from the word of god i just really wonder if they know that god really loves them like you know he didn't die for nothing neither like okay anyways this is turning to preaching you know but i'm just saying there were so many worldviews that got introduced to and they questioned they questioned my faith and i questioned whatever it is that they believed but this was my last week of worldview and i remember what was it that took my mind um i remember being so afraid i was so afraid of denying god or denying christ as my savior and i remember if you have read philippians 4 it talks about how like he was basically saying god forbid that i deny but rather let me continue with sufficient courage in this walk with christ because at this point paul was in, in jail you know he was in chains they were probably torturing him but yet here he was persevering and no matter what threats that came to him he was like you know what even if i die i gain something which is so fascinating how i got to read that today morning and yesterday our teacher asked yesterday yeah yesterday our teacher asked if god were to tell you right now today right that at night i will be taking you like you okay so you got to choose either tonight 40 years from now or 10 years from now and i personally said like right now right um if god would take me like he would take me right now and other people said 40 years other people said 10 years and i was just like what are y'all doing there's so much corruptness in this world like why why are y'all still out here and he really went into a very fascinating insight where it says that most of us don't really have a picture of what heaven is like like when somebody says eternal life or eternal death some people are like you know I'd rather go to hell because there is where like there'll be parties and everything that's that's not true hell is the absence of god there's no peace there's no mercy there's no judge like it's it's basically the absence of god himself like there's nothing there this it's all torture it's all like sin and sin and sin and you know like basically why would you want to go there people have given a t- not a title but this whole description of hell that they don't even know you know god told us what hell is like not because that was what it was it was because you know he used some of the worldly words to describe what hell was but in all reality we have never experienced hell and i pray that the people and the children of god who are on their faith on their walk of faith right now they do not get to experience hell i don't pray for anybody to experience hell actually um and so there was no like actual description but when you read luke and and if you if you have read luke go read it please um if you read it it was this guy who got like was it lazarus um so lazarus got to go to this place like hell to visit this rich guy who did not show any mercy when he was in the real life and later on he was like oh my goodness i need you to go tell the people that this hell is not good like it's it's not what they think or what we think at all and 
Abraham and the angels were like, what what do you mean? I already sent prophets out there. I already I already even rose the dead, a person from the dead to tell them about the gospel, yet they did not believe me. What like what else do you guys want? So basically, we have a wrong view of hell. Hell is not good, neither is it a place where anybody would want to go. I believe that people say such words of, you know what, I'd rather go to hell. No, you you don't. You would not rather. And I think you we normally just say that because we don't want to say yes to us to something greater because we think authority is worse so i better not be controlled like i'd rather go to hell than be under authority of someone but the thing is this someone the god that i serve is not a god of condemnation he doesn't condemn you he doesn't treat you badly as a matter of fact he gave you free will okay that should tell you something but yeah anyways so as i was like pondering that question about if god were to take me like today what if he used different tactics to take me you know not peacefully not dying peacefully but what if he orchestrated a way okay and i'm not saying that god does this no he does not do this but in a scenario right that i get to to be taken because i spread the gospel right i get to be taken captive and somebody decides to say i will kill you today you know you're gonna die today you you hear them okay guys i should just make a whole section dedicated to their sneeze um (laughs) anyways so i remember thinking about that and not only that what made it very worse was this the night the night before i read about jesus coming back and how before earthquakes before parents rising against their children and children rising against their parents and kingdoms rising against kingdom nations against nations before all of that what is going to happen the persecution of the church the persecution of the people of god or even stand up for the truth like the actual truth which is god himself the word of god the truth will set you free um there will be a massive persecution you know not all are gonna be killed but some are gonna be kept in jail and you know there's gonna be a lot of things that are gonna happen to the church specifically and so that also added to my fear not only that but like also being killed added to my fear and so i remember just this whole time contemplating in my mind and i'm here like oh man i'd rather i'd rather do a certain thing rather than die for christ and the moment i said that oh i remember saying god i'm so sorry i said that because in my mind i was like absolutely that is not that is not the way we should be going you know and which also did not help to be honest guys i know i'm going off tangents but still like what did not help was me also watching a convert like an islam convert to a christian convert and i was just listening to that and how he was threatened to be killed if he did not pray for three days and obviously if he prayed for three days that would mean he's conforming to the pattern of islam which was not the religion he was gonna follow like it was not what the truth was the bible that christ is truth so he was following christ and so he was put on the spot but eventually god saved him you know he did not get killed he's sharing his testimony now traveling all around the world but for me in my mind i was like oh i'd pray i'll not i'll not get killed uh-uh, i'm not doing that but little did i know it says you know deny your flesh and be afraid of the one who destroys 
both the flesh and the soul like you know what i mean all these verses started coming at me and i remember just falling on my knees telling god i'm so so sorry that i said this and for me my fear just kept on growing especially if you see christians being persecuted in africa christians being persecuted in asia like it built a real fear in me like i was afraid and i was telling god it better not be me i better not die like this and at the end of the day what am i trying to get at why am i telling god to keep me so much that i forget the rest of the church the people who are actually laying their lives down for christ you know and i think we need to like think of these people we need to pray for these people who are right now probably running for their lives to, for their lives to be, get saved so for me i was just like i was so afraid and what the oddest and beautiful thing about this was that God did not, like, he did not turn his eyes, his face, his back away from me. Like, he didn't, he didn't condemn me. He didn't say anything that, he didn't tell me anything that would make me feel very sad or upset or, you know, as a matter of fact, I said something that would make him upset. But at the end of the day, he just looked at me with mercy. And you guys are like, well, Kisa, how does God even look at you? Well, I... I know God, okay? <laughs> Let's just say that, y'all. But it's like I knew God. I knew the thoughts he had for me. Oh, kind of tying in with Jeremiah 29 verses 11, huh? Like I knew he had the what thoughts he had towards me. I knew the plans he had towards me. And so it was more of that that I saw from God than God saying, "Oh, you're the worst. Like you're bad. You're you're this, you're that, you're that." In all honesty, God met me and he comforted me. And at this point I have strategized to think about how powerful he is, to be honest, because I feel like when it comes to the world, we don't want to lose this life because you know, it's exciting or at least you know dying seems very painful, especially if you're going to be killed. you know by rebels you know by people who do not even trust in the gospel at all like you know we're afraid of the pain but at the end of the day we serve the god who can do different mighty works you know when he speaks everything trembles when he's like when he speaks everything is created when he decides to do this things obey like this is the god that we serve And so for me what my strategy was focusing on that. You know like eventually of course like persecution is going to happen. I'm not going to escape it. And even if I try to escape it, it's always going to be there why? Cuz the Bible said it was going to be everywhere. So for for me to say like I'll just ignore it. No, I cannot ignore it. All I can do is stand for the truth and walk by the truth and walk with the Holy Spirit and the knowledge of God that he has given me. instead of living in fear which is another big thing that God has been telling me do not be afraid do not be afraid like i know you might be listening to this you're quite afraid right now but do not be afraid yo we sometimes compromise what we as disciples of God do because of fear You know, we don't carry out what God is calling us to do because we're afraid of what people will think of us. But who are people if they're not just mere men who can do nothing? Like of course, 
they can kill you. Of course, they can. Like you can, they have power. They have free will to do whatever they choose. Which I'm not praying for them to choose evil. No, I'm just saying, where is our God? God, Ooh. like our God who touches a mountain and it melts. Who says to the lame walk? Who says to the to the to the deaf hear? Like he is God. And so what makes me think that the fear of man will ever save me from the fear of God? No. You can be saved from from man, but you cannot be saved from God. Except through who? Jesus Christ, of course. But imagine if I choose to follow the patterns of this world. Imagine if I choose to say, ah, man, ignore God, ignore truth, ignore all of that, and live according to what the world is saying, or not even contribute to anything the world is doing. What will that make me? That will make me afraid of man. But guess what? On judgment day, I will have to give an account on everything that I've done. Everything. And I think that's what God has been teaching me. Like, He is the most powerful God we could ever serve. Most good God we could ever serve. Most loving God, just God, we could ever serve. And so, let this serve as encouragement. This um, episode, let it serve as an encouragement. And also a reminder to tell the people who are afraid to not be afraid. Elijah, after he saw so many prophets being persecuted, Joshua, a spy that knew what he was getting himself into was kind of chaotic, but yet he knew that God, his God, the Lord, his God will save him. David, he was running from Saul Everybody was after that man. Everybody was about to, to, you know, harm this man. Jesus. Indeed, they took hold of Jesus, but guess what? He is reigning right now. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. Who else? There's so many people. Deborah. Esther. Like, people are after these people. All because of what? The truth. People are afraid of the truth out here. Sometimes I'm afraid of the truth, especially when God tells me the truth, but <laughs> it all works out because he, he kind of reshapes my mind and my heart and my posture. But I'm telling you guys, do not be afraid. And it's so interesting how the Bible is full of verses that say, do not be afraid. Because he knows, God knows that fear is what grips us. Fear is what makes us stagnant. Fear is what makes us go in a stalemate. stalemate. Like, that's what fear does. But the moment we put on courage, the moment we know that God is with us wherever we go, that's when mountains start turning. That's when the walls start dropping. That's when the ocean opens up and makes itself a highway or a way. That's when those who did not listen to you in the beginning will start listening to you. That's when the persecutors who wanted to kill you get convicted. We serve God. I serve God personally. (laughs) And I pray that as many Christians, whoever hears this, 
that we may walk hand in hand, not to condemn anybody, not to judge anybody, especially not merely, and not to push our beliefs on them, not to force them to comply, but to rather live out the gospel and live out the truth. Because if they're not going to read the Bible, they're going to read you. And of course, if they're not going to persecute anybody else, they're going to persecute us. But we are the church. We are the family of God. We are the children of God who are called to live separate, to be the soul, to be the light that shines brighter than any other morning star that can, (laughs) you know, be made. Brothers and sisters, it's whoever is listening to this. Jesus is the ultimate Savior. Our God, our King, is who we should be fearing. Not things that were made by men. Not a religion that is based on working. Because, you know, for me, as I was growing up Christian, yeah, I thought I was going to, like, really work for Christianity. Like, I was going to work for my salvation and everything. But Islam, you know, you work. You do work. You have to do these things. And I remember reading a story where it says, you know, we don't really think in Islam. They don't really think that the God we serve, Allah, is our father. But God is our father. God wants to know everything deep within us and he wants to help us get through those things. We're missing God. That void that you think you're filled with drugs, with sexual intercourse, with whatever it is, with books, with movies. Only God can do that. Only God can feel that. And being afraid to try or to at least tap into who God is It's going to keep you stagnant in life. It is. It will. Because that's what the enemy wants, eventually. So, for me, this week, I've learned to not be afraid of anybody. (laughs) Anybody or anything. A knife. A gun. Like, I am... I am solid at this point. And now I'm focusing on the strategy I just told you. On his power. On his goodness. On his love. On his justice. And to spread the gospel. And to dwell on what heaven is going to be like. Because men, I do not want to miss a taste of heaven. Because it's good. It's very good, y'all. It's the presence of God. That's what it is. And it's the love of God. And so, yeah, I just, I feel like this is just a chill, it's a very chill, expressionful um, episode. And I pray that it got most of you hooked, at least. (laughs) All right. I love you guys. Bye. I'm going to go enjoy my lunch now. So, yeah.